0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
2: the european draws have been made and it's derby's galore the diego costa derby the neymar derby and yes the david Moy's derby welcome to the football ramble it's tuesday the 15th of december i'm Kate mason i'm jim
1: campbell and i'm luke moore
2: Such a relief to pronounce David Moyes correctly.
1: Yes, yes as absolutely. he as he was named when he was born David. <laughs> and it will be David. Mm-hmm. Whenever it comes
2: up on that auto cue at sky, I just think, don't get it
1: <laughs> um, Yeah.
2: Don't you know how it's pronounced. Um, when? When do you it's think- like David Ginella. No, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: it's wrong.
0: It's, <laughs> it's David Moyes, isn't it? Is the, yeah, Moyes, yeah. yeah.
1: pronunciation. When do you think David David Moyes, um, aka the Ferryman, is going to start getting um credit because he got absolute pelters on this show for a long time, mostly at the hands of Jim Campbell. Mm-hmm.
0: But he's starting to do okay. Now. He is doing okay. Yeah. Um. And we'll credit where it's due. He's he's doing all right. It's funnier when he isn't. Yeah. To be honest, why it's do preferable. you hate David Moyes, Tim? I don't hate him, he just looks like a ghost because he refused and... a crisp. Oh, he did, didn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. wait. I don't remember this in, in the stands when he was out in Spain. When someone was offered at... him a crisp, or as they <laughs> call him in Spain, I don't know, patatas fritas. Yeah, and the... maybe he knew about Covid like ahead of time, I was way ahead of that. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I
0: David Moyes managing Sociedad. What, what, what an innocent time! <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, I, think... I just oh, it we had like an email. Ago.
2: It's not real, so it's not Sociedad, wait, it's not. never not, it's never just Sociedad. It's, but I don't know what's short for it then.
1: Okay, rail S- S- sausage S- Saucy-
2: S- ads always. Rail sausage. Saucy song. Real sausage. Oh. Yeah. Saucy- yeah, I Saucy-son don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Maybe it's just not allowed to be short. Anyway, the draws have happened. Yes, we now know who is going to be facing whom in the next round of both Champions League and Europa League. And the tastiest one, would it be fair to say, is Chelsea against Atletico.
1: I think it's definitely, it's a great draw, first and foremost. Yeah. When, when I looked down the draw uh, yesterday, I thought, do you know what? Every single one of those ties is decent, mm. to, in my own personal opinion. It's
0: wheat heavy, isn't it? I think so, yeah, absolutely. All and the chaff's gone down into the definitely, Europa League.
1: Definitely. <laughs> no chaff has snuck through. No, and some chaff was already in the Europa League yeah. here, wasn't it? <laughs> For um, now. Are they still in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really
2: that's really good, guys. Yeah, that's really good. Anyway,
1: sorry, Luke. So are Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and um and th- I suppose the reason b- behind your question, if I may interpret it this way, is that it will be a really good test for Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Obviously, yeah. Chelsea have, have answered some of the critics, some of whom are in this room from the start of the season about what they can do and what they're capable of, particularly defensively. And now they're going up against. Um, basically a team of absolute shits mm. with a end-of-level boss in terms uh, uh, instead of a manager. Yeah. He even dresses like an end-of-level boss oh, in the Streets of Rage 2 on the Sega Master System. I'll tell you later, Kate. Thank you.
0: Meg- Mega Drive, I
1: believe. <laughs> Mine was No, I, I had it on Game Gear, actually. Could you could you get it on the Master I on ga- System? I had it on Game Gear. You're probably right about Mega Drive. I had it on Game Gear, though, 100%. Mm. This
2: is kind of like the reverse of when you go... I used to like go to old people's homes and chat to them you know back mm. in school you'd do your community service well, they play they, Streets of Rage They quite, <laughs> well they'd get off on one of our EastEnders or whatever and you just sort of sit there waiting for them to
0: yeah. to tie themselves um, out that's kind of my approach to well, this the, the, where Luke and I grew up it was a lot like the game Streets of Rage <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, did you say? what did you say Jim that endlessly fighting people with the same haircut yeah which well, is people that yeah. have, have essentially look like
1: exactly the same man trying to fight you yeah and there's chicken on the oh, floor and that speaking of, the, speaking of that <laughs> yesterday you referenced referenced a friend's dad who was only known by the name wild kev yes, wild kev yes. and when i was as a list just as a listener just as a listener i, I wanted to know more i did it as well so can you give us can you fill the gaps in a little bit yeah
0: so uh they're my friends brett and ryan the two brothers they're both um punks like proper skate punks love it even now they're now sort of skate punk dads yeah okay. uh, they're Aww. really really positive people uh they're both from east ham um and just yeah, they just always refer to their dad as Wild Kev. They're a really close knit family. Do you like, know Wild Kev? I've met Wild Kev. Yeah, he's is not it, like he's not like a psychopath. He's just a nice dad.
2: Is it due to a specific incident? No that idea. He got it it,
0: it, name name it, it might
1: be ironic. I uh. think it, it, it
0: may have been, and it, I think it's, it's just his name now.
1: I think. They sure, it's not Mild that. Kev. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely Wild Kev. What do you think? And so taking it back to football, what do you think um, <laughs> Diego Simeone would do if, um, he if, met if, Wild if, Kev. if if his if his daughter or one of his kids or whatever brought back a boyfriend who was a skate punk
0: uh i think he would simmer yeah he, he would simmer but at the same time i think he would just go back to his uh like like tactics board mm. and probably not be that bothered i think he's i think he's quite focused isn't he on getting the absolute best and worst out of atletico at all times um, it's gonna be a test for frank lampard wait
2: i misheard it? that did you say Simeone or costa uh, Simeone. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. I was just imagining Costa. What would he do if someone brought back?
1: I don't think, it, the, the, despite appearances, I don't think Diego Costa is old enough to <laughs> have <laughs> to have a kid who's gonna bring a, bring a boyfriend yeah. back. I don't know. I think he's only about thirty, Diego Costa.
2: You can stop. Okay, that would be very. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I understand, Kate, that it's physiologically possible. I'm just saying it's probably <laughs> yeah, less than likely. Unlikely. Very unlike, but we should. We don't talk about European football much on this show. Obviously, we have on the continent, which comes out every Thursday, which people listen to, but. Atletico Madrid, it is worth pointing out, have conceded four league goals this season. Just yeah. four. Okay, um, And they're um, second in the table with two games in hand over Real Sociedad, who you know we may come on to in a minute. But um, Yeah, but the table is bullshit as well, isn't
2: it? Because Real Madrid are third in the table, th- uh, three points behind, is it? And they've got one game in hand over Real Sociedad. Yeah. So effectively, they're all in basically the same sort of place. If they played all the games, assuming Atletico Madrid had won, won them, they'd be three points clear.
1: No, let's go and Julia. We've got two games in hand over. Yeah. Um, there would be six points clear, wouldn't they? Sorry, yeah. three
2: points clear of Real Madrid. They are currently three points clear of Real Madrid. Uh, okay, so yeah. fine. We the could table. do these maths
1: all day, Baldwin, <laughs> if you want. I don't mind. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was about to be a big story about how the tables are fucking irrelevant but no, I see cool, what I've done I've just proved <laughs> that actually true. the tables yeah. are totally relevant I yeah. sound completely corrected. <laughs> you know. I apologise Luke what point were <laughs> you trying to make
0: Your <laughs> <advocate has laughs> failed.
1: I, just to, I just wanted to make a point that it's a real test for Lampard I'm sure I relish it because he appears mm-hmm. to be a real learner and someone who likes to improve as he goes on um, clearly he's improved a great deal since he started managing if, if this season's evidence is to be is to be um, believed and you know despite some of the chat that's been about how it's such an odd season it's it's difficult to read much into it. You could easily just argue, well, this season's going to be about the manager and the team who most deal with the challenges successfully. You know, yeah. and, and so and so far, I think Chelsea have been okay. Do you think, I, I mean, there's
0: a lot been said about how Chelsea haven't necessarily um, been at their best against teams in the top half of the table. Um, and how yeah. defensively they are perhaps still a little bit shaky. I mean, obviously we, we look at Simeone as a bit of a tactical pragmatist, but essentially most of the time they have they have a game plan they stick to, which he will adjust for certain opponents. But do you, think, do you think Atletico will do anything that we wouldn't expect them to do against Chelsea? I think it would be very much a case of them inviting Chelsea to break them down and then seeing whether they've, they've got what, what it takes to do that.
1: Yeah, I understand. I understand the point. I think that they'll probably just back themselves, won't they, Atletico? They'll back themselves and say, this is how we play and this is how we're going to do it. And, and I don't, I just think it presents a, a, a number of challenges for, for frontland past Chelsea. And I think although they've started conceding goals again to a small degree, mm. they are still defensively decent, aren't they? Mm. Chelsea I mean it's not like they're not, they're not like a disaster defensively no no but the thing you're referring to there is the fact that they haven't beaten anyone in the top half this season I don't think or some, something like that anyway they haven't picked up a win against a top 10 team whatever the stat is which is quite interesting in itself mm. um, yeah
2: but with the table I guess with the table that we're not looking at flatter than it has been in previous seasons some mm. of these you know your wins and your draws are a bit more equal
1: perhaps than they have been previously yeah so what you mean. and it, was, it is also worth pointing out that let's go uh, uh, you know going forward are, are more impressive than they have been in recent Years, I'm not a Spanish football expert by any means, but just on the goal score column, they're scoring goals than you otherwise would, more than you otherwise would expect from this team that apparently they're like. So players like Jao Felix, you know, being you know, being lively, and and so so it's it, it's it's a it's a difficult challenge for Chelsea, but you'd expect that because it's the knockout stage of the Champions League. So um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, and Frank Lampard said, you know, I will say, people will say, in fact, that it's the toughest draw uh, that we could have had when you go on current form. But of course, these games aren't being played until the new year. So yeah. current form is kind of, I suppose that was the t- point I was trying to make about the table. However, maybe the point is experience of that team. You know, this is a, a, a wily lot led by a wily manager uh, against ch- a Chelsea side that is still finding their their form.
1: Mm. And their process. Yeah, we're just, I because mean, I've got such a new manager. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, exactly right. Um, and perhaps if they did need a bit more experience, uh, Chelsea. They, it turns out they might be able to summon a former great of their team into interaction, as indeed they did last night
0: with Danny Drinkwater <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was amazing that was absolutely unbelievable
1: given that there's no fa- I mean I know we've got some some stadiums with fans at the moment um, but, I mean given there's no fans generally I think I'd rather just watch reserve football yeah. that oh, like. it looked amazing
2: like. do you know I don't watch a lot of reserve football but it's not normally like that because I mean, no. you know it's youngsters and they're all green and keen and trying to you know show that they're good professionals yeah and then you've got uh, Alfie Devine just like trying to beat up well no actually sorry he just made a quite what would you call he it a disrespectful challenge a di- it was disrespectful straight red
0: karate yeah. it, it was, it but was-
2: mainly he was showing Who's boss in that? He was like, I'm boss, Danny, drink water.
1: So, so, for those who haven't seen it, I mean, it was mentioned briefly on the show yesterday, yeah. but it happened last in night. In preview. Yeah, we yeah, previewed exactly. the under 23s, of <laughs> yeah, course. Yeah. And it, incredibly, it didn't disappoint. <laughs>
2: that's, the kind of, that's the kind of football podcast you're listening to, guys.
1: <laughs> so, Chelsea drew, was it they drew two all with Spurs yeah. in, a, in an under 23s game. I guess, you know, I suppose it's uh, what what some people would term reserve football or whatever, but it is a combination of young players coming through trying to make the name and players working their way back from injury and all that type of stuff hence hence they drink water playing um I mean, I suppose Danny Drinkwater might just be playing to get a game. I'm not really sure what his recent injury Mm. record has been like, but he's obviously been nowhere near the Chelsea team and spent some time out on loan. Well,
2: he could get quite injured if he keeps getting tackled. I mean, (laughs) and that's
1: the thing. So, you know, people, the the general angle has been. So, what happens at one point in the game? Alfie Devine puts a tackle in from miles out. It's one of the worst tackles you'll ever see. Two footed. A terrible, terrible tackle on someone who's had injury problems in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So, you understand why Danny Drinkwater's pissed off. However,. To go in for a full-on fight with a 16-year-old though yeah, is... Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff Wild Kev would do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I honestly... I don't think Drinkwater's gone in hard enough there. The Stop disrespect it. from that young man, yeah, outrage. He's sixteen years old. He's just he's gone to his mates. But so you I'm should gonna, be you're a Premier take League winner. Drink water out,
2: Danny. You're a Premier League winner. You should be able to take that sort of shit. No yeah. one should be able to disrespect you once you've reached this stage in your career. And I guess that's probably the problem for Danny Drinkwater. No, oh, well, he's
0: a better, he's a hypothetically a better man than I am then, because I'd have been absolutely fuming.
2: No. He tried to One, I don't know the terminology. He did really bad
0: fighting. Yeah. So there's a lot of so there's a lot of pressure on this a lot of sorry attention on this game already because Czechs playing. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, I only mean not even, even mention that. Like took Check about fifteen minutes
2: to get Bless his foot. He doesn't did. look like he's got both legs anymore.
0: No, he doesn't.
2: He's no. only
1: thirty-eight, which isn't traditionally that old for a keeper. I know goalkeepers have got a lot younger more recently, but I mean, yes,
2: yes, thirty-eight year olds are really young, Luke. <laughs>
1: no, I, I, th- I <laughs> think if you looked at the, the if you think if you looked over the years, Jim, you'd agree with this, wouldn't you? Like thirty-eight isn't massively old for a goalkeeper. I mean, there are goalkeepers still playing at that age. Yeah, for sure. At the yeah, just, exactly. But and, like, uh, I, was, I was just going to say that I, I disagree slightly with you, Kate, because I feel like you know, there are certain types of challenges in the, in football at whatever level you play where I believe ah. you're within your rights to get fucking pissed off about mm-hmm. and it's not just the fact that he's gone a little bit late and made a mistake and he's kind of put his hands up so sorry, you're too quick for me, whatever. He's purposely tried two-footed at shin high yeah. to completely clean him out and Danny Drinkwater is someone who's got a history of having difficult injuries and it's his livelihood so he's going to get pissed off in the yeah. heat of the moment. We can't necessarily be too judgmental in about Also that, as well,
0: in the heat of the moment you don't necessarily Go that kid's 16. Yeah, the, there is this factor, and there is that factor. You're just pissed
1: off. No, I, like, I would be Red thinking he's kid. only 16. I've got a good chance of being able to beat him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a win. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's a child. We're tall. probably yeah.
0: not that evenly
2: matched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> fine. So, yeah. so
0: like we're when all... Eden Hazard beat up that ball boy, he didn't beat him up,
1: did he? No, but, you know, little, you kick, know I mean? little kick, little kick. He's um, actually venerated that kid. Devine and um, and Drinkwater were both sent off for that as well.
2: Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, j- how bloody man, right as how well.
1: Just just, yeah. un-
0: unedifying.
1: I love yeah. the
2: commentary on it as well, because I guess it would have been like, you know, uh, in Chelsea Club TV Channel. Or whatever, or yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, and those sort of gigs that we talked about in the past that you're getting into when you're trying to perhaps break into to commentating and they just went, oh, no, oh, yeah. no, no, <laughs> like... I don't really know what to say about this and yeah. uh, it's uh, it's not pretty. Anyway, they're both fine?
1: Yeah, apparently so. I, I don't yeah, know. Believe? I so. Yeah, we well, drink water up straight away. I think he's fine.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think. I Give think... us a call, Danny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think Alfie Devine's probably uh, currently on WhatsApp to his mates telling them about it, yeah. I yeah. expect. Probably he's probably got a of a
2: brilliant day. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. don't yeah. encourage this. We don't encourage no, this. We,
0: <laughs> we don't, but he's 16, isn't he? So he's probably he's he's rash. made a name for himself amongst his mates there.
1: He's probably looking for the Argus catalog for what he wants for Christmas. Yeah. I expect. Look at one of those um, scientific calculators for his maths TCSes. Right. Yeah.
2: Because in that's what you do when you're 16. Yeah. That's what yeah. you did when you were 16. I Mick? can't remember, yeah, Kate, because yeah.
1: I'm too old. It'll, but uh, it'll, back it'll, in the day. Were you having a push-pop,
0: watching the smash hits poll winners party? If anyone's listening, if you want to explain on Twitter to to Kate what
1: what the Argus catalogue is...
2: (laughs) I uh, know what the Argus catalogue... They've they've, uh, discontinued it, haven't they? I know you do, because you've
1: got an Elizabeth Duke ring on at the moment, so Ah. I I don't know
2: what that means! (laughs) Um, I thought they discontinued it, because it was too papery, and they're trying to save the planet.
1: Who's hoping? Uh,
2: But that's an institution of which I have heard. Hmm. Um... Let's crack on with the rest of the draw for the... Let's stick with the Champions League for starters, okay? So RB Leipzig up against Liverpool. Mönchengladbach are going to be playing City. Two more delicious little contests.
0: Yeah, Mönchengladbach being in there is very retro. I like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. it is. First time they've made it to the last 16 since 1987.
1: Mm. And and they were a team who are absolutely huge in the 70s. Like yeah. One of the biggest teams in Europe in the 70s. UEFA Cup success. Then they got to a European Cup final as well. Um, they're not having a great... Um, season so far domestically but this season I mean but But
2: again this is this fake table business isn't it
1: well yeah let's not get into that again Kate because I think that's a little bit kind of it's a little bit Kind of arch isn't it? Mm. It's the, Do you it's think the so?
2: table Why? that we have,
1: isn't it? It's, it's the only thing we've got to work from. Well,
2: oh, I don't yeah. know, but I, I don't think that you. Where are they sitting? So they're eighth at the moment in the table. But if you're, it's like saying what City are ninth in the Premier League table. But no one thinks that they're. Well, I mean, they are struggling a Bad example, perhaps. But they're yeah. they're only six points off the top. And I think uh, Gladbach are what? Okay, my maths has already failed today. Yeah. They are eight points off the top. Mm. Okay, so it is it is a flatter. Experience than than we've seen in the past, particularly in the Bundesliga. It you is, know, and where? I'm sure
1: there's plenty of time for it to shake itself out. If that's what if that's what you're kind of referring to. Mm. But it's a it's a fascinating matchup because Munch and Gladbach are an interesting team to watch, and because they've got history at European level. Now, Man City, of course, don't really have any history at European level. Mm. And and one thing that is worth kind of remembering is that the entire Pep regime is going to be judged on whether Manchester City have success in the Champions yeah. League or Mm-mm-mm. not. And and this, this game against Winston Gladbach is coming at an interesting time because he's signed on this new contract. No one expected him to do it. He's going to have to rebuild the team. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of areas of the team and a lot of areas of, the, of, of, of his approach that need to be improved, right? So people are piling... And it's a, Maybe it's a little bit of a difficult time to talk about this because of how abject they were at the weekend. I mean, that was an absolute shower at the mm. weekend. It was embarrassing. Now, I, with the, with the obvious caveat... That players can be a bit tired and 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 all the rest of it. That that game between Man United and Man City was an embarrassment, and and every, it, to the point it actively pissed me off watching it. Mm. Um, and Man City have got a big job on their hands. They look a little bit individualistic now. They look a bit like sometimes they're trying to expect De Bruyne to do something and or relying on an individual player to pull something out of the bag. It doesn't seem as systemic. Um, you've got players like Rodri who don't appear to be at the at the level at the moment. Players like Laporte who've kind of fallen out of favour. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of lot on lot riding on this, and I think the game, against, the two games against Munch and Gladbach, will be a real litmus test. Yeah. Um, because weirdly, in all that, Jim, before I um, before I hand over to you, like the they've only lost once since the end of September. though, City. so they're not right. actually losing games.
0: They just they just look a bit flatter than they they than we have come to expect from them. But I think because that the Manchester derby was such a drab game that. Um, that I think it's almost going to be an anomaly you know I don't I, I don't think we're going to see either team sort of play as as badly as that, mm. consistently or, or you know more often than they don't. But I just you, you wonder with, with Pep Guardiola in the Champions League if he just, if, if he's just going to overthink it.
1: Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> does he does he not traditionally now? Yeah, maybe the next game. Well, <laughs> well, this is
0: it, isn't it? I mean, we'll, it, they'll probably do really really well because he'll play his best team to its strength, yeah. and then after that, it'll be like, why don't we try a one-two-eight yes. formation? Yeah. The
2: exciting one really players. here is Le- is Leipzig against Liverpool, yeah, and, and, though, isn't it? And having yeah. seen Leipzig, well, initially absolutely hammer Manchester. United, although with the questions about the derby uh, aside, you know, I think that could be. As long as they're not caught being naive, Leipzig, as they slightly were at the end of that game, which of course yeah. finished three two, they should they should have a chance to do something against Liverpool. I mean, they seem like a great side.
1: They're, tr- they're tremendously well coached, and that was the big con- that was the big contradiction or the opposite kind of uh, thing between United and Leipzig. I mean, United just look like a bunch of players, and the manager doesn't know his best. I mm. don't think he knows his best team, or he doesn't really. He changes his team a lot, certainly, and it's hard to know what type of football Solskjaer is, wants to be known for. The opposite to that with Nagelsmann. I mean, he, he's they're, they're, they're incredibly well coached. I've seen them in the flesh a couple of times. Been super impressed with them both times I've seen them. Mm. Uh, and this will be a real test for Liverpool. Who less uh, we don't know what the injury situation is going to be by the time these games are played. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to it's make a, a judgment at this stage, of course. It's, yeah. it's a big test, a yeah. really big test.
0: I mean, it, it's one of the it's one of the biggest kind of uh, tests that Nagelsmann can have. So it makes you wonder what he's got in store for his tailor.
1: Exactly, what's right. he going to be
0: wearing? Yeah, he clearly thinks about these things. At one point, he says he
2: asks his colleagues. Does he? Yeah. They're, they're, he brings, they're, 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 sometimes brings three outfits there? and asks his colleagues. His colleagues don't like
1: think. him. <laughs> <laughs> like I said on Twitter, last time I saw him on the touchline, he looked like a blind scientist who tried to rebuild Tony Adams from men. I think, guys, I think <laughs>
2: you should support your fellow men in trying to make, in these sorts of positions, trying to make fashion decisions. Because it's something, they. you guys have been oppressed for so long, yeah, really, I mean, in
0: terms not, of aesthetic. We're to, not options. Not him, we're just yeah. taking the piss out of him. Yeah. How we communicate
1: <laughs> it? in, in a way reason. that is for, for some men—that is how they how they kind of endorse people. <laughs> um, I, I I would be very interested to see what he what he turns out because I think for him it's a big occasion. Yeah. they're playing against. Oh, yeah, they're playing against. So it'll
2: be a suit. It'll be tails.
1: Tails oh, are the top. Tails will be amazing. Yeah, yeah. he's oh. gonna, he's going dre- to be dressed like Mister McCorber.
2: It's going to be yeah. absolutely beautiful. In the, uh, in the Europa League, Manchester United, they're going to be up against Real Sociedad. Um, uh, Arsenal, Benfica. Two
0: cursed teams. That'll be interesting.
2: Two cursed teams. Absolutely right. <laughs> that's a great Arsenal point.
1: bestowed the curse on themselves. It's just a way of doing it.
2: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Will the curse multiply or will it cancel itself out? Who knows? Uh, Tottenham, Wolfsburg, yeah. um, Leicester up against Slavia Prague. So all quite delicious, really. Uh, yeah. Real Sociedad have had a great Great start to the season. Again, you know, to emphasise, it's obviously these ties are being played in February, so it's a little way to go and we can see how these things shake, shake themselves out and perhaps Manchester United will be playing vigorous, exciting football by the time we get there.
1: Well, I think, I think it's hard at this point to, to think of a dip more difficult draw they could have got. I mean, Real Sociedad have been outstanding this mm. season. It's a, obviously a, a great um, little subtext of David Silva playing against Manchester United. Mm. Um, he's been really effective for Real Sociedad for, of what I've seen. I wouldn't be a huge Spanish football expert, as I've said, but he's, he's been doing very, very well whenever I've seen him. And at the moment, given the, um, given the situation they may not find themselves in, it's a big test for them. I think, I think could they have got Milan? with the exception of perhaps Milan, I haven't checked whether they could have actually got Milan or not. Um, it's difficult to see a, a more t- tough draw they could have got on current form. But Real Sociedad, if they were to drop off domestically and lose their intensity, they wouldn't be the first team of that profile yeah. to do that. Yeah. So as you, as you said, Kate, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but it's a very, very difficult draw for them seen through December eyes.
0: It's weird. It does seem in in these times in particular where there's so much football squeezed into such little time. For some reason, the draw being this far away from the actual games. Suddenly looks a bit weird. I
1: wonder if you do it on the day in future. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Just I have like a that day a lot. long. Or tournament. day before, maybe. You're just... definitely going to be at home. So just stay at your home stadium. You are away. So get to the airport departure lounge. Yeah. Right. It's like a surprise stag weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know where you're going. This is great. Is it Milan? Is it. Because some of the Europa League, some of the teams, they won't even know where they're going. Mm. Right. You've told me of to the a team. Right. Now where am I going? Yeah. Where is that? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. I'm actually really inspired by this idea.
0: It'd be great. Nightmare for Nagelsmann
1: yeah, I like oh, what? Picking so, his own. You have
0: to bring a trunk. He would you have to yeah. bring yeah. a trunk full of different. Well, outfits. well, at
2: least it would go with his tails set up, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, potentially, maybe
0: he wouldn't fancy the tails for like box. metalist car yeah. I don't know.
1: I'd love to see Nagelsmann go steampunk. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, Little cogs everywhere, <laughs> goggles. <laughs> yeah. Imagine me tied up at the tunnel, dressed like a steampunk. Be brilliant.
2: Yeah. It'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, let's see what happens uh, after the Christmas break. He might be having had an entire change of heart in terms of his aesthetic. Which wear Shorts and t-shirt. That's a good idea, actually. That would show you were hard. There yeah. was a teacher at my school who used
1: to always wear shorts, even yeah. on the ski trip. I know people who wear shorts every single day. It's, it's a big Navy thing, I think.
2: Is it a, is it a, a statement Navy of how thing. your no- knees don't get, warm, don't get cold? What is the point of it? Is that a Doesn't statement
0: anyone needs to make?
2: Yeah, no. it's like, I'm so hard, I don't feel I t- cold.
1: I'll t- tell you something now. If you, walk, if you went down to Portsmouth and you walked around <laughs> there, in normal times, obviously when all the shops mm. are open, you'll find a lot of blokes between 20 and 50 in shorts all year. Strang. But is it is
2: it about being hot? Is that the idea? I don't know. I'm
1: not really sure to be honest. Mm. I mean, I'm not hard, so it's hard for me to say. Yeah, I'm and you are wearing, for wearing
2: full trousers today.
1: I am full full leg trousers. trousers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of a half short half trousers. trousers finally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with
0: one bottom half of one leg <laughs> I'm
1: not wearing plus fours, Kate
0: <laughs> Not today. No,
2: <laughs> not like last week. Bloody mm. hell! Mm. You can't see it on the little camera, but no, it's this little. Well, secret. if you if
1: you judge it on these cameras, you'd be like a newsreader. You can wear mm. whatever you want on the bottom half. Mm. Yeah, guilty. Like Jim.
0: Yeah. Or Kate on Sky Sports Who knows what she's wearing under there? I am always
2: wearing very formal attire. Let's get to a break.
1: <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today
2: one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes
0: nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt
2: until you tried it on same goes for your health care
0: Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy releases a brand new episode exploring the hot topic of head injuries in football. As well as exploring the sports link with dementia with neuropathologist Dr. Willie Stewart, Melissa spoke to ex-Tottenham star Ryan Mason, who was forced to retire after a devastating head injury aged 26. I couldn't look at light. I was sleeping for like 20 hours a day. I couldn't really hold a conversation. Um, like I say, when, when the brain gets an injury, the body almost just instinctively responds and it, it almost just shuts everything else meanwhile self-care club wellness road tested have launched a brand new epilogue show join lauren and nicole every friday where they'll be hearing about your experiences talking to the experts and reading the very best wellness literature in the self-care book club
2: i think it's a totally life-changing book for sisterhood
0: and womankind it's revolutionary in how to adopt self-love and live for who you are Search Between the Lines and Self-Care Club on your favourite podcast player. All that and more. At Stokhanov. Get in somebody's face. Smash somebody.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I agree with Keane.
2: I do not agree with Keane. I agree with him. That's what was going through Danny Drinkwater. Danny Drinkwater methodology. (laughs) Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Oh yeah! Don't don't do that. Don't listen to Roy Keane. Apart from for your own pleasant enjoyment of a yeah. Sunday afternoon, like me, like your wife does. Yeah, so. she does. My wife loves Roy Keane. She loves him. Yeah. She loves him.
0: Just even a show. Hello. Uh, Sandit Man has been in touch um, and he says on the subject of dads and football I have a life lesson for you my dad absolutely despises football so I would never oh, go to dad. him with any football related emotions Mom, what is this? Yeah. I am an Arsenal victim and when Sesc <laughs> Fabregas left I was distraught hmm. when my dad said I had a face like a smacked ass, I explained that my favourite player had left and I was upset without batting an eye my dad said son did you know that if you died right now this Sesc fella would literally have no <laughs> No idea. <laughs> I think of this often when getting upset about matters out of my control, and it's really stuck with me. Hopefully, that helps. It does that like help, that is fantastic. Jim? It does. Yeah, that's less I, an emo now.
1: That's more a um, opening. Salvo in a in a start of a support group for Arsenal support. Yeah, right? very
0: much so. Yeah. Something like Jordan Peterson says in his sleep. Yeah. Like, basically, yeah.
1: Wait, what? Yeah, we haven't got time for that now. No, yeah. we really <laughs> definitely don't have time for that guy. <laughs> Matthew Carlton has also sent us an email. He says, Hello Ramblers. As Christmas looms closer, I thought I'd share this story in the glimmer of hope that I can claw back some commission from a Premier League transfer that happened 17 years ago. Hope springs a tunnel, mate. (laughs) It does. When I was 11 years old, I had a season ticket for Blackburn Rovers around the time Graham Souness was manager. (laughs) I was a football-obsessed kid, but the weirdly obsessed type who would need to know about everything going on in the game. After reading an article on Europe's hottest unknown talents in a well-known football magazine once, I started an interest (laughs) in final (laughs) winger Brett Emerton. I'm not quite sure why I started to do my own mini scout of Brett Emmerton. <laughs> Maybe it's because he had a cool curtain haircut at the time, but it spurred me on to write to my football club in an attempt to persuade him to sign him. Oh. Several weeks later, I received a nice reply from the chief scout of Blackburn Rovers, acknowledging that Brett Emerton was a very talented player and that my observations of the player were very accurate. Fast forward 12 months, it pops up on my breaking news screen that Blackburn Rovers have signed who else <laughs> but the mighty Australian himself, Brett Emerton. No! Now, I'm not saying I'm the reason as to why Blackburn Rovers signed Brett Emerton, but how many 11-year-old kids would be writing into their football club to sign a finals <laughs> winger when they could write in and try and bag Thierry Henry. I'm just wondering what the opinions of the Ramblers are on if I have a case here to fight for credit on the Brett Emerton transfer saga. Attached is proof of the letter. Oh, Sent back to me from the Chief Scout. Unfortunately, there is no date attached, but you can clearly see that it states Brett Emerton is a final player at the time of writing. Thank you, you very much for that, Matthew. But I think you may need help. No, Do
2: you, no, well, what? Do you remember? No. Do you remember that guy Ashwin Raman that we talked about the other day? The seventeen-year-old oh, yeah. yeah, guy based in India yeah. who is a scout. Who yes. is literally pretty much done what this guy did yeah. and then well, they were like hey have a job at Dundee United I think this guy is a genius he is just ahead of his time when the internet was good I think if, bad, if you are going to send <laughs> you're
1: going to send the, what 2003 <laughs> <laughs> it existed then if you're going to send an email I still, still that, on my abacus that features Brett Emerton seven times Yeah, you're going to get a certain amount of f- pushback is what I'm going to say I,
0: I think going against his case is the line after reading an article on Europe's hottest unknown talents in a well-known <laughs> football magazine it's a shame <laughs> that perhaps Everton yeah. would be someone that teams were aware of, yeah. but it, you know, at the same time, you know, the, the facts speak for themselves, right? He recommended him, and the, and they did sign him. It's so an amazing coincidence. I guess nothing we'll never else. know, but and yeah, they and they hope... definitely
2: did acknowledge it per the. Uh...
1: I you mean, know, he's attached the proof. a message
2: back. Exactly.
1: He's attached to proof. To be fair, so I mean, we, who who are we to to judge? I mean, it is worth probably pointing out that Brenton was played for a a fucking ages as well. He was yeah. there for like eight seasons. So, so he's a brilliant signing. They should be naming a stand after Matthew
0: Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, for goodness'
2: sake, Matthew Carlton was this? I mean, it suggests this email suggests that this was his hit rate of one. Yeah. Out what of about every all the others? Ten he sent in? thousand emails. What about all the others he sent in? Who were the people? We want to know who the people you emailed about who didn't get signed. I would love Next it if it, time, Matthew. I would,
1: I would love it if Matthew would sent in like fifteen letters before that, all with players who were completely shit, <laughs> and they just went, "Oh no, we're not doing this."
2: Given that he's so committed to all of this and to the the annals of footballing history, I think fifteen is probably a conservative it's, estimate. I mean, it's, yeah. it's
0: also as well this this was yeah. seventeen years ago, so this is when managers had a lot more control over transfers. So this does imply that. Graham Soonis is taking scouting tips from 11-year-olds via letter.
1: Yeah. It seems unlikely. He was probably fuming because at that time, um, he had just seen a um, an eight-year-old Paul Pogba for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he'd seen like a chilling portent yeah. of what was to come.
2: I like that a lot. Um, Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble like Sandeep did, like Matthew did. Thank you so much for getting in touch, guys. Uh, We love to hear from you. Now, a bit of sad news yesterday um, about Gerard Houllier, who has sadly died at the age of 73 after a heart operation, Uh, former Liverpool, France, Lyon PSG and Aston Villa manager. Of course, um, I've heard hundreds of tributes to Houllier over the past Uh, 24 hours many from Liverpool fans who've you know who've actually come to credit him with setting them on a path that would lead to their current success particularly given that he restored them to the Champions League uh, that they would then go on and win and of course venerating him for completing that cup treble Um, he also put his body on the line when he had heart surgery after Mm. he fell ill in that game against against Leeds in October well it was late in 2001 um, and then famously one of the one of people's favorite memories I think has been um, of him turning up to that Champions League the se- back when there was a the second group phase in the Champions League in 2002 and Liverpool needed a 2 tuna win against Roma um, to qualify for the quarterfinals and he looking very frail having had that that heart surgery he turned up on the on the sidelines and yeah um, Who's it? Rafa Benitez, managing uh, Roma, said, I, I knew then that you would win.
1: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
2: yeah. And so there was this like roar from, the, from Anfield, um, his return there, because he'd obviously had this such a serious yeah. uh,
0: heart operation. There's a lovely piece um, from Phil Thompson in The Guardian about him and their relationship and the type of person he was and um, the, the, the influence he had at Liverpool. And, and, and Thompson makes the point as well. I mean, when they won that UEFA Cup, uh, when, when they won that treble he talks a lot about how he's like look this is great with each stage of it it's like you can't celebrate you can't celebrate this is really really great but you've got to stay on track and I mean I think they had got to they had got to a, there, there'd been a culture at Liverpool where they'd maybe standards have slipped a little bit almost uh, he, he, Thompson said they were playing five a side in training and it's mm. the, they just weren't at the level where they could be that complacent so a lot of, of people were comparing him and to
2: Wenger in the yeah, way that yeah, he yeah. came in and changed the um, the diet and the, the culture and the dressing room sorry it was Fabio Capello yeah, not yeah, Rafa yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um weirdly I know what you meant yeah you, <laughs> but he would have been at Valencia then um, yeah I, I think one of the things that's come out since since his sad passing is not just some of the stuff you guys have talked about, which is, you know, what he was able to achieve as a manager and 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 how much football, whether it be at Liverpool or at France, owes to him as a, as a football manager and, and a thinker. But the kind of man he clearly was as well. Um, You know, friends from all over the game. I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson coming out and saying, them, you know, how how much of a friend he was. And I've interviewed several players, I think, that have played under him. Off the top of my head, I've interviewed Kirk, Chris Kirkland, Jamie Carragher, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Murphy. And they're all pretty united in what they said about him. It. I mean, it's well worth going and listening back if you if you haven't already at some of those Ramble Meets episodes because um, what he was able to impart upon these players in terms of what was expected of them as human beings and 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 how they could think about the game differently, it's actually pretty interesting. But what what really um, shone through was just the kind of human being he, he he clearly was. And so he's a big loss to the game. Generally, because of, like I say, because of what he was able to achieve within it, but also as a as a kind of elder statesman of the game, I mean, being being involved in a technical capacity in all these different ways, but just the type of human being he was as well. Everyone seemed to think he was, you know, one of the nicest guys around, a very personable person, a very, you know, uh, easy guy to get on with, a classy, honourable man, and, and so it's sad for that reason as well.
2: A lot of people talked about his generosity as well. He mm. he actually spoke about a bit about it more recently um, in a documentary he did, I think, back in 2018. Um, but this idea that, yeah, like generosity, you'll never regret being a generous person mm. and um i can't remember who it was i was talking to who said that yeah it was almost to the extreme of like you know no like you've done enough for like that's yeah, fine okay. thank you but that's that's more than enough you've done and enough and if <laughs> you want, if
1: you want to stick to the if 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 you wanted to stick to the football side you could say that um from memory that 2001 cup treble mm. all those finals were really interesting because yeah. the, the, the FA Cup final was the Michael Owen one, right? Yeah. Where Arsenal dominate the entire game and then Liverpool bounced back and scored two very late on. The the League Cup final, I was living with a Birmingham fan and they beat Birmingham on penalties and that was a really interesting game. And then the, the UEFA Cup final was absolutely unreal. It was a, a, one of the most ridiculous finals mm. I've ever seen and they win 5-4 with a golden goal. My memory is Jordi Cruyff playing for Alaves at the time. Yeah, um, and, and so... Uh, not you know you know when a, a club the size of Liverpool it's not an over exaggeration across a broad period of time to say they win trophies all the time compared to any other team they win trophies yeah. all the time. So for those finals to stick in the memory so much means they have, they have a reason why, why people have an mm. affinity with them and the fans clearly have an affinity with Julit have an affinity with that with that season particularly and so it, it, it cuts deep for them as well and, and all the tributes that have come out from the players since kind uh, of speak for themselves really. It There's all, been, also sorry. in
0: that in that season after the UEFA cup final they still had to qualify for the Champions League so they yes. still had to sort of keep a lid on it and go and get a result against Charlton which they then then later did so hmm. it was a hell of a, a hell of a season yeah it, was, a, it was
2: an incredible season um yeah and actually when at that point when he came in it, they hadn't won anything for 8 years which is a for liverpool that's crazy comparable droughts hmm. um yeah to, to some of their most their longest well all right not the most recent one but it was a big drought at that yeah. stage uh, in their career um i'd actually forgotten as well though there are all sorts of other legs because he's obviously a man of steel it seems like because he's got these uh, great qualities of like you know being really clear about what sort of person uh, you should be but i'd forgotten that of course he was the france manager when they didn't qualify for the 1994 That's World correct. Cup, mm-hmm. yeah. and he called like a criminal. Do you remember yeah, yeah. for losing the ball in the game against Bulgaria? I want to say that then knocked them out of qualifying, and they didn't make it through. Um, so it's clear that he's got some real, like, he just was absolutely. I know we say this a lot, but he was just absolutely obsessed with the game mm. and with and with trying to create this this football that would take all the teams that he managed um, to the next level. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just been it's just been really. I think when there's a, a big death you know we we obviously were on the show when after Diego Maradona died yeah. which was another level but the thing about football coming together when there are these kind of significant deaths is actually I think one of the really lovely like community things about it I don't mm. know what you guys
1: think yeah that- I do I do think that and I think just to going back to to, to and in, in terms of what he did at France after he he manages France and they don't qualify he then goes and takes a job in a technical capacity with the youth team and the academy teams did the under 20 on the 20s and the under 18s and set a lot of the foundation for France to go on to be successful in 98 and 2000 so yeah look it, you can always judge how how Widely, someone's respected by the amount of names and, and, and the different types of names that come out after someone passes away. And the last 24 hours, as you've alluded to, Kate, has been it's been an onslaught. It's been an absolute onslaught. And I, I did enjoy um, Danny Murphy, actually, particularly. He gave a very touching tribute on the radio yesterday in tears. Um, clearly someone who meant a great deal to him, um, saying that, you know, it was funny because the type of man he was, he... He couldn't kick a ball straight. Like he was wasn't very good at football at all. And he would talk to us about how what he wanted us to do. Um, and then he would try to show us. And we'd all be like laughing, like cracking up, rolling around, laughing about how how bad he was as a player. But he would never take it personally. And it's a measure of the manager he was that as soon as we walked into a room to do a presentation or he could hold a room or give a team talk, everyone was in silence, wrapped listening to him because mm-hmm. his his ability. To get ideas across in a second language, his ability to understand the game at such a deep level was a huge part of how we were able to achieve what we were able to achieve. So, you know, clearly uh, he's someone with a great sense of humor as well, and, and someone who you know saw the game in the right way and saw it, took it in the right spirit.
2: And he came from that teaching background, I think, which is really significant when he's when he's talking about or when all of these people are talking about him. Mm. Uh, it just seems as though that kind of strength of character and the, and the style, the approach he took, the kind of nurturing approach he took. Um, you mentioned Danny Murphy. That was so. That was such a lovely. Trip. Tribute. Also Jamie Carrier, um yeah, he sounded absolutely devastated by mm. by the loss as well. And um he said that he generally you know, changed me as a person and as a player and of course mm. got Liverpool back to, to winning trophies. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: And what have I done since? That's what I wanna know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Impossible to get through it without a dig. <laughs> Liverpool. No, I'm just I'm, I'm Liverpool being dig. sarcastic.
1: We're a fantastic team.
2: <laughs> um yeah, so anyway, it's um it was very sad news yesterday. Uh but but lovely to hear some of the things that people have had to say Absolutely. about Gerard Julio. Football is back tonight. We had a small response. Finally, to watch. I have watched football things. for ages.
1: <laughs> Look at now. I thought it was disappear for good.
2: <laughs> the thing is, they give these lads too much time off, don't they? Yeah, I they feel do. like yeah. they should squeeze in a the few more. For the bloody
0: money they
1: earn. Uh, I'm not being funny, but we almost went 48 hours without a top flight game. <laughs> <laughs> for goodness' sake! Oh, God, I do not know what to do with
2: myself. What did yeah. you guys get up to last night? Just watch reruns of
1: the
0: game at the weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's true. I just laid
0: face down on my bed, trying not to think. Yeah. What's the point when there's no games?
1: On? Uh, what you? What, didn't you squeeze in a pub trip before? I closed down again yeah exactly
0: oh man don't talk to me about that but,
1: but there, are, yeah, there are some games tonight I mean obviously Man City we've mentioned they should you'd fancy them to get through uh, get past uh, West West Brom pretty easily but Wolves Chelsea's an interesting one yeah isn't mm. it very interesting game uh, excited for that one
2: and Chelsea off the back of that, uh, that defeat to Everton yeah and Wolves I feel like they are coming to a stage where they might be in dangerous territory if they um I don't know, their team that was so solid last season and had such an identity to it, you know, they've obviously had some dreadful injuries, but they,
1: um, including Raul Jimenez. Yeah, absolutely. But this is a big game for both teams. 100%. If Wolves lose tonight, they've lost three in a row and they go to Burnley away next. And then you've got this Christmas period where there's obviously uh, a crazy amount of games. I think after this game against Chelsea tonight, um, they, they, like I said, they go to Burnley. and I think they play three games in eight days, four games in ten mm-hmm. days, something like that. It's a lot of games to get through. Not for Wolves. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
2: they're, they're like, they're like why? They're that. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah. They're not playing enough football. Traditionally, yeah, you <laughs> yeah might they
1: might be all right.
0: They're yeah. dropping off because they yeah. just, you know, they're not playing enough. Yeah.
2: Burnley, a very difficult team to play, Jim.
0: Well, they weren't traditionally, yeah. from where I was sat. But Can I just say, I,
1: I really enjoyed you talking about Arsenal yesterday. So, thanks, man. I just I just enjoy... I, I don't, I, and there's loads of people out there who won't admit this, but other people's misfortune around football yeah. does always make me feel like a lot better. And I like it when Jim gets to the rung on the ladder as an Arsenal farmer it's like he's just before he's so exasperated he's got nothing to say. I keep That's thinking, the sweet spot you want. You
0: keep thinking <laughs> we've been doing the show since 2007 and I keep thinking like they will wow. they embarrass themselves and me to a point where it can't get worse and they keep find they keep drilling down. Below the, the bottom of the barrel. This
2: what? isn't below, is it? Is this well, as the, low as we feel? Start you won the FA Cup five the, minutes ago, you Yeah, but it's the we're talking about now, aren't we?
0: Wanker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> she can't the swear properly slips she's so, there, posh. didn't it? She's so posh she can't <laughs> swear properly. <laughs>
2: I just called you a
0: wanker. You yeah. did an <laughs> entitled wanker. You're right what you said about uh, the
2: irony um, of that. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> Me sitting here calling you that.
1: Anyway, before, <laughs> before we get before we have to actually leave this studio, the one thing you'd say you're right about, Jim, is the fact that after st- every every game looks like a loss to them at the moment. It's yeah, hard exactly. to see when, where where points or three points are coming from. Um, and again, just to reiterate. I think it's bloody marvellous.
0: Mm, Southampton at home tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, that's screams Theo Walcott hat trick or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the guys will
0: cover it. I'm sure
1: they'll cover it tomorrow.
2: <laughs> I'm actually getting a bit of an idea for a Patreon-themed uh, episode here, Jim, <laughs> uh, because I just want to let you guys know, if uh, if you want even more of uh, Jim's pain, yeah. perhaps, then do head over to the Football Ramble Patreon where you will find an absolute treasure trove of delights, a weekly bonus Ramble On episode featuring... Pretty glorious nonsense to be honest. Fantasy football dinner parties, parties, fantasy football careers, access to the Discord as well as something else you get with Patreon subscription. You can chat to us if you want. And also to fellow listeners about all things football. It costs just five dollars a month. So yes, head over to patreon.com slash football ramble to find out more. And we'll be there waiting for you
1: yeah don't say that in a sinister one like that though it's alright mm. for you to say that if I say we'll be there waiting, waiting for you waiting for you it sounds so, like it was the whisper wasn't it Me and <laughs> me and wild Kev waiting for you <laughs> wild and mild Jim and hated Martin waiting for you now there's another one Jim knows someone called hated Martin <laughs> I only met him once
0: uh, he told, and you hated him honestly he was he was a real dickhead as well like it, yeah. it came across really quickly. what did he do to you he said that he felt it, it should be legal to kill people if you could later prove they were idiots and I was like oh, yeah. you would not do well out of that no. hated Martin that's probably why you only I've met him If why once. you've got this yeah, yeah.
2: If you, was there a high proof of idiot idiocy
0: was there a, I, I didn't really want to talk to him, so I didn't <laughs> get might, into too much. It might have detail. been an
2: absolutely brilliant idea, Jim, and you missed the chance to work it all out. Marcus, Pete, and Andy are going to be perhaps working this out tomorrow yeah.
1: instead. <laughs> Say goodbye, Luke. Um, goodbye, and reminder that Jim is back on Thursday after <laughs> Arsenal play. That's amazing. in for that one. Yeah, are it's you organising like that? It. Is it's this a self flagellation
2: thing, it's not, Jim? Uh,
0: it's nothing to do with me. Is this
2: something you need? I'm Support sure the
0: group Dark forces at work though.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye, Jim in a cheerful voice (laughs) (laughs) bye guys catch you next time this was a
0: Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network